me just uh, press record here and okay I'm getting uh, waveforms so that's a good thing ladies and gentlemen we interrupt this podcast to bring you some incredible news we are under attack never before has this recorder seen such devastation such destruction ladies and gentlemen I fear the time has come for assault of the two-headed space mules so grab a can of fermented weed and listen up it may just save your life Hello and welcome back to Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. I'm your host, Douglas Arthur, and today we are bringing you another bonus mystery outtake show. Yes, that's right. Another clip fest chock full of off-topic nuggets. You've tasted the audio wheat. Now lick the sonic chaff. So strap in and hang on. And as Betty Davis once said, it's going to be a bumpy ride. first clip was recorded back in March of 2014, uh, featuring myself and uh, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, um, and it's uh, our pre-show ramble, really, uh, just kind of get us, uh, get our head straight before we start the show proper. Uh, sometimes these uh, pre-show rambles can go, you know, five minutes or so. This one in particular happened to last, uh, oh, about 25 minutes. Um, and I'm going to present most of it here for you. I, I trimmed a, a few bits here and there just for, for brevity's sake. But the mo- for the most part, this is an uninterrupted flow of what happens before the show starts. Uh, so uh, this, is, this starts off with us talking a little bit about um, the upcoming show. At that point, it was our Johnny Quest show. Uh, and... We talked a little bit about the documentary that uh, we mentioned during the show. We talk about cosmos and evolution and internet trolls. We talk uh, quite a bit about my book, Antisocial Lawnmower, and uh, about my creative process, which is kind of fun. And uh, then we get into, uh, we, we, we switch right into comic book talk and start talking about uh, kind of obscure 1970s characters werewolf by night and uh, moon night and how they pertain to uh, to some of the <laughs> comics i drew um so without any further ado this is uh, the pre-show ramble from uh, episode 29 the uh, johnny quest episode with me and uh jim uh fitzsimmons enjoy Did you get a chance to watch the entire documentary thing? Yes, I did, actually. Okay. A little overlong, but a lot of information in there. Yeah, there were a few things that, I mean, as a documentary, mm-hmm. yeah, I would have cut for clarity, but as mm-hmm. something for fans, I had no problem with it at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was watching it the second time, yeah, yeah, I was thinking, okay, you know, a lot of the fan art stuff, you could have, you know, yeah. do it a do a minute, not five minutes or something or whatever yeah. it was. It's yeah. like you bring it down a little, but yeah, the guy had plenty of really good information. It was a uh, it was a great uh, it was a great documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really have to I really have to agree with that. Um, guy I put a, it together really well. 
yeah i you know it made me wonder um you know where he sourced everything from because um, some of it looked like virtually like from the the masters you know yeah yeah it was very professionally done yeah i thought know. so too and the way he you know set things up in sort of like chapters he didn't do all the characters at one time he kind of yeah. interspersed you know johnny and then race and then you know he kind of would do things in between them and i thought that was oh that's kind of cool because instead <laughs> of just doing the rundown of characters yeah yeah very very true very true so that was uh that was very cool um so um i guess what we'll do is uh we'll um Probably should make a little agenda so we don't get too far afield. <laughs> <laughs> we might. Like, I do plan on I, I I do plan on a little rant if it's okay with you okay. about why I like it's 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 about um, depiction of death. Okay. <laughs> and cartoons. All right, we can we yeah. can we can cover that. That's fine. Um, I'm just gonna write this down here. Okay, so um, I think. We're, we're going to do top five episodes. Yep. That's on okay. there. Um, Curious to hear yours. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll be too different from yours. but. Okay. Um, so, um, let's see. We'll go, uh, how about we do um, fun facts? Fun facts are always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe come up with two or three each. I've got a couple um, that I'll touch on. Uh, and, then, Gee, uh, and then we'll see what so we'll see what you have. You probably have a whole <laughs> sheaf of them. Um, I, well, I have I have notes written, but I'm not sure I got fun facts. <laughs> well, you know, it was originally supposed to be titled "The Saga of Chip Baloo." Oh yes, <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> Good old Chip. I do want to talk about the the music, the soundtrack. Oh, um, definitely. That's that's got to be um, that's got to be talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think what else. Uh, you know, we can touch upon the. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot of details on the the new adventures of Johnny Quest, other no. than what was in the documentary, because I really uh, avoided that. Yeah, I, I didn't see much of it, and if any, thing of it. And my son had a, we bought a, a, you know, some kind of kids book, based on an episode there, and it was just. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Just, no, it wasn't. Uh, the same. I, I wasn't getting a good vibe from it. The the animation certainly was not anything. Well, stylistically, it looked like so much else, and it just I don't know. They had to include a girl, mm. like the like the daughter of Race. I don't know who she was, the daughter of Race Bannon, maybe or somebody. It was just they had to include a girl, and yeah, uh, yeah. And then there was yeah, I yeah. I agree. <laughs> Well, uh, you know what? Honestly, that's probably that's probably enough for us to talk about uh, for <laughs> for like an hour. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll come across some other things that that. Uh, yeah, that not that including girls is a bad thing. It's just that, no, no, no. I don't know. It's I just, agree. It seemed. I don't know. We're, I guess we're just so used to the original series. It's just it seemed. I don't know. Forced upon us. <laughs> Damn those girls. Damn those girls. Damn those girls. Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness. Well, um, all right. Well, I, 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 how was Cosmos, by the way? 
You, oh, it was, it was I, great. And, I, I, you know, I it was, uh, the whole episode was pretty much about evolution. <laughs> and that station in Oklahoma must have been going apoplectic because oh, they, they, had to, they covered up 15 seconds of him even hinting at evolution. Now they got an entire episode. Yeah, they'll probably <laughs> not air it. I don't know. I'll find I guess we'll find out tomorrow. How they, 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 you know, they said later that it was a it was operational error, but boy, that was a that was right. a convenient fifteen seconds that oh, they interrupted. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I would imagine that the focus on them doing that would if they if they were to not air the episode, they'd say, What do you do? You know, it just would be too much too much focus on them at that point. Fox Fox so, should just yank their license. It's, yeah. After that. Well, let's, they'll probably air it. I don't think they'll. But I mean, we'll see. That's the crazy thing. This is 2014, and, I mean, it's not 1950, you know? I, I, yeah. I, I don't, but actually, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. And it's and Tyson does, he addresses that kind of why is it hard to accept and you know, uh, he talks about a little bit about intelligent design, that kind of idea, and he, he touches on it, and he's and he he's sympathetic. He says we can understand right. how it's kind of hard to fathom this, but really, you know, we're all one life living here on this planet. It's it's we're all related. <laughs> it's yeah, you know, it's we all have DNA in common with each other. We're all there. So I think that's cool. <laughs> it's just a really cool show. It looks great too. It's yeah, I, I've, I've unfortunately bad timing for me. The last two weeks, I've missed it, and I've really wanted to see it. So, but I do have um, uh, on demand on my cable, so I can probably go back and catch the last couple of episodes and catch up oh, fairly definitely, quickly. Definitely, definitely. Well, it's, to... it's on. I guess on. It'll be on Nat Geo tomorrow. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. It's like they, oh, they played right. on Fox it's a, on the Sunday, and then on Monday they played on. It's a it's cable. a co-production, right? It's a Fox Nat Geo co-production, if I'm not. Yeah, mistaken. I think I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. That's cool. That's cool. So, all right. Well, um, I guess we can. How do we How do we start? What's the first thing we? <laughs> well, I have to do my intro thing, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll go from there. I introduce just, you. I'll... We'll we'll chatter and banter for a minute and then um, I'll, I'll follow your lead then and then we'll go there go from there so <clears throat> all right so let's uh, pause for a brief uh, promotional message and then and then we'll go how about that okay <clears throat> I must warn you though that I am I am battling a little bit of a cold so if I cough uncontrollably uh, or, or sneeze or something you'll know why okay I'll just have to edit it out later all right. Well, you know, if you can't help it, I had a cold for the last couple of shows I did. Well, actually, you know, I'm thinking about it. Uh, the last time you were you, you were hosting, I, I mentioned Flem, and it pissed off that other that guy. So, oh, jeez, you know, I have not heard from him <laughs> ever since he wrote the review on the sh- on my show, specifically on my show. He yeah. didn't, you know, and I I said, mentioned it on the show notes or something like that, and wrote up the thing about the troll, and yeah. and I've never heard from him again. <laughs> You know, which is kind of sad because you know international audience. He's in he's in Australia. Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I I that was weird. That was a strange. Yeah, I don't know. That was just I, that was a weird thing. I, I mean, I you know I'm I'm certainly open to to criticism, and I know that I've got things I can work on. But uh, some of the things he was saying was just not. You know. I, 
Not I don't know what he expected. Criticism. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> so I, I, you know, and I did. I, some people would take that really hard, and that's that's sort of my only real um, encounter with trollish behavior. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit on Facebook, and I've I've been accused of being a Facebook for correcting you know, a troll on Facebook for correcting somebody, right. <laughs> or asking questions. Well, you know that can happen. <laughs> you know, it's sorry, but uh, yeah, it was just strange. You know, because he was he hung around for a long time. Yeah. Before he did anything. I mean, for months he would show up. He'd listen to my show and sporadically, and we'd we'd chat in the chat room, and he'd. He would challenge me a little bit on some stuff, which was great. It was just fine. Yeah. And and he did that for a long time. And then, then all of a sudden, then we do you know this in search of on your show, and then he so he reviews that, which was very strange review. And then, and then he reviews one of my shows after that. And then he, did, I was, well, this is what a troll is. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he disappeared. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, I, di- I didn't get it. You know, I mean, I think the thing, the one thing that upset me the most about that was just um, him, uh, him picking on uh, Brian. You know, I I, try, I made that announcement about their their baby being born oh. and everything, and then he's like starts picking on him. I'm like, what the what's up with that? I know what. The, I, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That's right. He goes. He went straight for he that. Goes, he goes straight to personal. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and it's it's like. Oh, but, I mean, you could say that, well, gee, I thought you guys were going to dissect In Search Of instead of just do the our impressions of it and how we remember it and that. Right, right. But, you know, but he's, you know oh, that's what, oh, I thought you guys were going to dissect it. But no, but your friend is a, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not even here. <laughs> yeah. And I was just mentioning that he had a baby, you know, I, I know. And and as it turned out, I was right. He did, you know, uh, the the middle name was named after the uh, Teen Titans character. So I wasn't far afield. What was the Teen Titans character? Uh, Raven. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Penelope Uh, Raven. That's so long. Uh, Speaking of comic books, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, uh, I read the, you know, the antisocial lawnmower thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is great. It's your mind. I like your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I, I I like seeing the progress of your skills, uh, inking skills in particular, mm. through you know through the years. Just kind of so you can watch and see if this guy is getting more comfortable with what he's doing. And and I was astounded that you would force yourself to do a strip in an hour. Yeah, it's like I, I could. I, this, I never, I, I, I never succeeded, but I, I mean, I came close. I came close. Uh, some of those total time was about an hour and a half. Oh God, it's just, and you would put a little time margins in there too. And I, but I was like, I could, you know, my thumbnails sometimes take me an hour. Well, that it's I just, mean, that's the thing. It's like I, I was really trying to force myself. It was an exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, based on the 24-hour comic book idea, um, mm-hmm. and I just was forcing myself to um, kind of uh, do something like that. It could break out of that mold and and mm-hmm. start to, you know, trust my instincts. Um, you know, a lot of times that first instinct is the right instinct, but you know, you wind up second-guessing yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And so on, um, and so you know, just trying to, trying that experiment. I think 
I actually had a lot of fun with it, and I think um, you know some of some of them are not as successful as others, but some of them turned out pretty darn well. I think, you know, for yeah. for a one hour, uh, you know, I guess you could almost say uh, I I I succeeded because they were written and drawn. I just didn't ink them, get them inked mm. within that hour. Um, yeah, I, when I went to art school. Uh, one of our teachers, one of our instructors, would say that the inking process for them, he was he was a he did typography, he was teaching typography. And that was not a class I was very good at. It's, I did did not have the patience to be that precise. But um, I could come up with some ideas, but just to do the execution was just something I drove me nuts. But um, he would talk about how ink the, the like Friday would be inking day. And it'd just be it'd be their easy day and just ink it. I just like, wow, the inking part is the one that takes the takes the most out of me it's the penciling day that i enjoy <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird and then i like my pencils so much better than my inks and i you know my wife just looks at me so what are you talking about your inks are great and it's like yeah but the pencils look so much better <laughs> yeah well you know i mean it's 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 certainly an art and uh you know i taught myself obviously um doing the entire process myself you know it, i've the only person I've ever com collaborated with is my brother, um, mm, yeah. you know, and I showed some of that work in the book too. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, just kind of doing the entire process. I, I mean, and, and really when you look at it, I've, I've done everything from thumbnails all the way through publication now. I, I mean, mm -hmm. so I, I've really hit like every aspect of making a comic book. Um, you know, other than making it profitable, um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the whole problem. Now, do you do all your drawing in the blue pencil? Is that what you I yeah, do first, and then that's, ink, you yeah, ink that's, straight onto the blue. That's exactly what I do. I, I learned that early on because it saved me a lot of time. Um, I initially, like the early strips, I would say up through maybe the first six months worth of strips that I did for Nightlife. Um, I did with regular pencil and I was having a lot of problems especially with the lettering when I was erasing the pencil marks um, it would smear or smudge the ink and I'd have to go back and use whiteout and it was just it made a tremendous amount more of work even even if I sat there and I let it dry or I thought it was dry and mm -hmm. try to erase um, oh, yeah. and it would either and it would sometimes even though the ink was dry it would gray it out you know it would mm -hmm. it would lose some of its darkness and uh, so I'd have to go back and re-ink over the top of it to darken it back up um, so somewhere along the way I don't remember where I saw it um, I'm sure my brother suggested it but I think I also saw it, it might have been uh, Dave Sim actually um, mm -hmm. Cerebus um, I noticed he had talked about penciling or, or thumbnailing everything in in blue pencil, and then I think he penciled over the top of the blue pencil. But I was thinking, why, why have that middle step? I'm not having somebody else ink my work. I'm inking my work. Why right. don't I just draw in blue pencil and then ink over the blue pencil? Um, and tremendous time saver. Don't have to erase and therefore my ink was not smudged smeared uh you know lightened any mm -hmm. any of the above uh it was, so it was a tremendous time saver for me uh and um i i've 
I've yet to uh, not work that way, <laughs> you know, since. I've tried drawing in blue pencil, but I, I don't know. The softness of it bothers me. It, but, it uh, is something that it, it, the, the, uh, the point of the pen, pencil uh, goes, goes uh, soft very quick. It, yeah. um, that you, you are correct about that. So I was mm -hmm. constantly sharpening um, uh, the blue pencil. But, yeah. um, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, because I was also inking, you know, I could shortcut things when I was penciling. And then... Um, I knew, well, okay, I know what that's going to, I don't need to completely draw that because I'll finish that with the inks, I'll, you know. So, um, you know, I, I would shortcut things, certainly. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the blue pencil, the blue pencil was, uh, was really nice. Uh, now, the thing I was going to ask you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is how we go. Uh, there yes. was uh, in your uh, superhero characters, U-turn uh, and... Oh, red light and U-turn, yeah. Red light and U-turn, okay. There was, a, there was a sequence where red light was in a, uh, in a well... Oh kind yes, of a thing. he was. Yes, he was in There's, a. Um, this yeah. image where he was in a well, and I, and I, I looked into it tonight, or, or earlier today, I should say, um, and I thought that there was a frame that you had done. I said, "Boy, that, that's reminiscent of something." <laughs> and so I looked up my, uh, and I knew what I was thinking. It was Werewolf by Night, uh, oh. issues nine and ten. The werewolf is dragged under the sewer into the sewers with all the rag people i don't know if you're familiar with the series uh i i i i know the series existed i don't think i ever collected okay. it i might have had an issue or two when so i was, was a kid. when i first saw it when i was first reading it i thought did he pull that just like he was ha using that for a reference did he pull a shot from there because i know comic book artists to do that they'll say, oh, they'll just grab another comic book and pull something for oh, a sure. reference sure sure and i said did he do that and i and i so today I went and I got them out, fished them out in there, and I'm looking through. I said, "No, no, not exactly. It just must be the similarity. Just put it in my mind." So right. I guess um, knowing now, knowing that you didn't collect Werewolf by Night. <laughs> well, no. But uh, speaking of Werewolf by Night, there is a relation there because, um, and I think I wrote about it in the notes for that chapter. Um, but that that scene was actually uh, something that I. I wouldn't say I lifted, but it was it was kind of an homage to a scene from uh, the Defenders, um, mm -hmm. the famous uh, Scorpio storyline from around I think around issue 49, 50, 51. Keith Giffen was the artist, mm -hmm. and it was Moon Knight that was okay. stuck in a vat, and Scorpio was filling the vat up with uh, ah, water okay. or whatever. Um, <laughs> and uh, Moon Knight, um, I guess there was a. I'm trying to remember. There was a empty. There was an empty beer can or something in the, in the vat, and he used that to breathe, uh, oh. with until he could escape. Um, so I I I've, I remember that from my childhood, and I kind of threw that into the the storyline. Um, you know, I think I made it a beer can that. DWI guy had thrown into the vat. You know, obviously he's a drunk, so he's, you know, throwing beer cans around after he's done drinking them. Although in, I think the previous shot he was drinking a martini, um, but 
Um, regardless, uh, there's probably bound to be beer cans around when you have a, a, a villain named DWI guy. Um, bound to be. Bound to be. Um, <laughs> and I might add that um, DWI guy, uh, th- this, these strips appeared uh, back in 19, the early 90s, so uh, well before... Uh, Mr. Anelli uh, took out the uh, the ads. There's there's a uh, drunk driving lawyer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's national or not, but uh, I hear his ads all the time here. D- uh, Tom, I'm Tom Anelli, and I'm the DWI guy. Um, so no, he, he basically yeah. I don't know if he's out out your way, but he's he's here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I know he's got offices you know throughout the state so i i, I assume because some of those guys like martin harding and mazzotti are are all over, are all over the place too so they're they they tend to set up uh it they wind up becoming like a, a chain they're not they're not so much a law firm as they are a chain of law firms mm-hmm. um but anyway, I digress. Yes. So yeah, um, so that actually, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Werewolf by Night because Moon Knight was originally mm-hmm. uh, first appeared in Werewolf by Night. Yes, I, I have those. Um, so, so there you go. There's your. They're my. They're, they're, they're prized possessions of mine. I have the first appearance of Moon Knight. There's I your. Couple, I have a couple of them. There's your okay. connection. Yeah, I. You know, I always liked Moon Knight. I. I. I had. Um, I didn't have the Werewolf by Night appearances, but I did have the appearances in Marvel Spotlight. Mm-hmm. I think when those came out, I and, think I have one of those. <laughs> and then, of Might. course, and then of course his appearances uh, in the Defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had. Now he was kind of, he was more of, uh, you know, when you just look at the power, his powers such as they were, he was much more of a Batman character than than uh, Daredevil. Which is Daredevil's almost always looked on as uh, Marvel's yeah. answer to Batman, yeah. but I thought Moon Knight was a little more closely related. In, no, I, in fact, I don't know if Moon Knight had any powers as a really. Did well, he? no, 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 he did because he was what bitten. He? he was bitten by a werewolf by night, and so he had some powers of the moon. Oh, I think, okay, as okay. I recall, he didn't turn into a werewolf, but he had some. Like during a full moon, he had he was stronger, or mm-hmm. something. I I think they gave up on some of that supernatural stuff a, a as time, time went on. But in the early early on, he had like some powers. Okay. Um, based on the faces of of the moon. So like when it was new moon, he, he was weaker. Um, something like you know. But he was an interesting character because he had like three or four different secret identities. <laughs> secret identities. Well, he was some sort of mercenary, and yeah, and then he it's... was a taxi driver. He was a cab driver. He was, mm-hmm. you know, a playboy a millionaire, whatever. Uh, there's your Bruce, <coughs> Bruce Wayne connection. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so there you anyway, go. We should get started. <laughs> I'm never going to do it. That's Two okay. comic book geeks will go on forever. That's okay. I did collect Moon Knight when he had his own series for a while. And I don't, I think I still have some of them. Uh, maybe like the first 12 or something. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When, with Sinkevich doing the drawing. Oh, back when yeah. he was doing his best Neil Adams impression. Yeah, exactly. And then he went really interesting <laughs> yeah, yes. with his art. He just went, he got interesting. Uh, yes. Before I thought he was, he's good but then he got interesting. 
This next clip is uh, Jim and I kind of discussing um, our respective uh, relationship, quote unquote, with uh, Michael Noble, our, our intrepid co-host. Um, he, if you go back and listen to the Johnny Quest episode, kind of crashed the party and uh, joined in some of the fun on the Johnny Quest podcast. Uh, it's kind of a special uh, special guest in the middle of the show. Um, and uh, this little discussion came immediately after he uh, after he left. So enjoy this little snippet behind the scenes of Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. Load station That was great. I was I was almost half expecting. You were. I don't know why. It's just. That, that that you'd say, oh, you don't mind if Michael sits in tonight. I was just, I was half expecting it. I thought, well, he just said it was going to be, you know, you were going to record this with me. That's cool. I like Michael. He's good. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy. I, I for some reason I thought you guys had uh, talked to each other before. So, well, we we've been like I said through Facebook. We've been kind of going back and forth with each other, and uh-huh. I comment on something he posts. He comments on my posts. Yeah. You know, just kind of figuring out who we are. Yeah, there you go. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how it works. I, I, you know, I had uh, because when way back when, um, you know, I was I got to be friends with Marissa and um, Tony Ann and Jane and some of the other people from Stuck in the '80s. And at some point, they were all like, "Oh, you've got to meet Michael. You guys are like two peas in a pod." Um, and so eventually they put me in contact with Michael, um, and it was one of those things, uh, hey, you know, these, uh, strange <laughs> ladies said I should talk to you, you know, kind of thing. And, they you set know, you up. yeah, they, they, they set us up on a geek date, <laughs> long distance geek date. Well, when you, but when you find that thing that you both have in common and you go off on that line, then that's how it, that's how it works. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, we've been friends ever since and, you know, he was the uh, first guest, that I had on the podcast. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that says something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like him. I think he's, I, I like him on your podcast when he would show up. I thought, oh, this guy seems cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a fun guy. One of these days we'll, we'll, uh, we'll meet somewhere in the middle and have a beer. So <laughs> that's my, that's my goal. That's my fantasy. Something, you know, like there you go. Some, somewhere in Kansas city, something, someplace in the middle, middle of the country. Uh, but uh, anyway, this next little clip has uh, Jim uh, showing off his pedantry just a little bit as uh, we discuss the differences between the Brontosaurus and the Apatosaurus and uh, whether or not a Pteranodon is actually a dinosaur or not. Uh, and then we we mix up a little Pluto action too. So uh, check it out. That was uh, that was just a great. You know, I love because I loved dinosaurs growing up as a kid. Um, you know, I couldn't not mention that one. <laughs> Even though a pteranodon is not a dinosaur. <laughs> It's well, a flying lizard. Yes. I'll let you pass because oh. that we know what you mean. I I know. Well, I didn't let you pass. Dang it. Well, you know Me what? Me and my pedant my pedantry. But back in the early 70s, I think a pteranodon was still considered a dinosaur. 
Well, that's that's possible. <laughs> it's certainly by the public. Well, you know, I, I grew up uh, thinking that a brontosaurus was was an actual thing, but uh, you know, apparently they've like Pluto, uh, a brontosaurus is not doesn't actually exist anymore. Uh, well, it was, it that, was that, missed. It was misdiagnosed. It was. It was. Uh, was it? It was discovered after the apatosaurus. Yes. was discovered and then it was discovered that the two were the same species right and when that happens the first name of the two is the one that gets adopted so brontosaurus the name disappears but it was the next to the tyrannosaurus rex brontosaurus was the most known dinosaur name by yeah. the general public oh absolutely the, the flintstones had bronto burgers and exactly all that. yeah <laughs> you know and so you know, I was kind of sad to see that go, actually. Uh, but but things have obviously changed in the last, you know, 40 years since I was a kid. So there you go. Um, this next clip is uh, from the end of the Johnny Quest show. This happened after I... Uh, essentially quote-unquote turned the mic off although the mic was still on recording uh but i had ended the show and jim and i kind of had a little post-game wrap-up and uh got a little sidetracked into saturday morning cartoons and uh, how things have changed uh you know we and we, we get into talking about some of the live action uh shows from saturday mornings that we enjoyed like land of the lost bigfoot and wild boy and uh, Electro Woman and Dyna Girl. Anyway, uh, enjoy the little post-game uh, wrap-up on Johnny Quest. That was fun. I, I liked that Michael joined uh, us. Yeah. I thought that was great. That was like an hour and 25 minutes ago, according to Skype. And I, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I can't believe it's been that long already. <laughs> We, I, I feel like we rushed through it. Oh, but we, we covered most everything. I got to talk about how I liked, I, you know, when it was pr- produced for a general audience uh, and not just kids. Because you, you produce a show for kids, you have rules to follow. Exactly. You know, nobody gets nobody really gets hurt. You blow up a, a, a jet plane, the pilot, you will see him parachuting right. you know, to safety. It, it, they don't even know, use real guns in, uh, in cartoons uh, anymore. Any, oh. any, 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 um, anything for, for kids, you cannot use a real gun. It has to be a laser gun or yeah. a blaster. Um, and that's been true for years. So, you know, you go back and look at Johnny Quest, and it's real guns, real bullets. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, certainly they had laser guns and stuff, but that was just some of the technology they were using. But, you know, race well, Bannon was firing a rifle. <laughs> he was firing. They were all firing rifles. And uh, Now, it's, do you recall that, because I don't know if it's the same way now, because of television, the nature of television has changed so much about you know how much is available and all that kind of stuff. But, man, you remember when the Saturday morning cartoon uh, or the Saturday morning shows uh, were uh, such an anticipated thing for us oh when we were God. kids? They would, like, like, the Friday before. Right. They would have the preview show. They would have the preview shows. And it's just like, yeah. I remember that. And it's just like, we'd watch the preview shows. Oh, that looks good. And that looks good. And, you know. Yeah. And I don't think it's like that anymore. No, no. I don't think any, I don't think the kids care anymore. That's for sure. 
I mean, but you know, I mean, I think, I mean, that's a whole other episode we could do. You know, uh, Saturday morning cartoons from you know from the seventies, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm I'm and I'm thinking even specifically we could go um, Sid and Marty Croft shows. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so silly thing. I don't particularly like them anymore. But I don't, you know, I don't like them that much either. But I, I, I remember having a lot of fun. I mean, just like you know, Bigfoot and Wild Boy, and uh, oh, know. I don't remember that one. Yeah, there was a whole series like after Land of the Lost. They did, they did. Uh, it was like an anthology show. There was Bigfoot and Wild Boy, um, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. Oh yeah, that was and uh, Doctor Shrinker. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, I remember Doctor Shrinker. I'll yeah. tell you. Electra Woman and Dino Girl mm. was uh, hitting uh, this young man at a certain age. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Where? Uh... Well, see, I was more excited by Bigfoot and Wild Boy at that age. <laughs> see, you know, because we we do have a few years between us. So I was I was I was hitting a certain age uh, by that point, and it's like, hmm, <laughs> Electra Woman looks pretty good in that uh, unitard or whatever the hell she was wearing. <laughs> But yeah, I remember the the anticipation of Land of the Lost, you know, just seeing that that looks cool, and then and then the reality of it. Yeah. <laughs> the Slee Stacks are cool. Yeah. But, but it was just you know Chaka. And oh yeah. It was it, there was some stupidness to it, but yeah. now I mentioned it earlier, but you you didn't react. To, I don't know. Were you a fan of uh, Star Blazers? Has you watched any of that? Star Blazers. I didn't watch too much of Star Blazers. Um, uh, I, I remember it as a show. Um, mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine who was really into Star Blazers, but mm-hmm. I never really got into it that much. That oh, was I, also, that was the, what, Spaceship Yamoto, right? Yeah, it, although it was show? called the Argo. The Argo. But it was, it was the, uh, the Yamoto, which was, you know, which was pulled out of the ground and refitted. Right, right. they made it into a spaceship. And it somehow it somehow made it all that distance. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was more into uh, Battle of the Planets, which um, I think that actually was broadcast under two different names: Battle of the Planets and oh, what was the other one? I can't remember the other name of it. G Force. G Force. I remember that. Yeah, I remember it, it as G Force. It was also called G Force, um, and uh, yeah, that. I, because I, I, I remember they, they remade, uh, they inserted a bunch of English language uh, stuff as mm-hmm. kind of filler bumper stuff to kind of make it more palatable, since it was a Japanese cartoon. So they had this uh, character Seven Zark Seven, who is like this, you know, C3PO slash R2D2 uh, <laughs> conglomerate. Uh-huh. And it was voiced by Alan Young, who was, of course, you know, oh, mi- from the mis- fr- yeah, from Mr. Ed. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow, but, you know, the Star Blazers. I was showing it to my son. The episodes are all on, or at least were all on YouTube. Hmm. And I was showing that to him, and <laughs> some of it's science. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's little, just a little because they would talk about how it would take forever for them to get to Mars. <laughs> I said, "Wait a minute, it's, <laughs> it didn't take that long to get to Mars." <laughs> and then they're at Pluto in no time at all. Exactly. And it's like, "Wait a minute, 
something's not working here. Because <laughs> I think they were, and they, they had like the distance to Mars, or like how many light years they had to go to get to Mars. Light years to Mars? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you're talking like percentage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> percentage of a light year. Uh, yeah, I think that took that opportunity to explain to my son, a light year is not a measurement of time. It's a measurement of distance. It's... Right. Uh, <laughs> right. So, but oh, I like that series. I thought I thought it was cool, and then and, and like I had said, it it came from a, a, a full length feature animated film in Japan. Right. That they broke into episode. They, they added material and they broke it into episodes, and um, it had because it was made for a general audience. You know, characters died. Uh, the, yeah. You know, yeah. not to spoil it for you, but the lead, the the main captain. He dies before the end of the series. Yeah. So yeah, and there's but there's only this is this was a problem I had. There's only one woman on the whole ship. <laughs> so my goodness, she I can't make the jokes I would make with my son. I, or, I can't I couldn't with my son. She's the only woman. Holy smokes, she's gonna be a busy cow. <laughs> This next clip involves uh, me, Dr. Dim Jim Fitzsimmons, and uh, our pal Michael Noble. It's uh, the pre-show ramble from our uh, previous episode, the uh, Godzilla Review Show. And uh, it starts off with a little bit of uh, getting ready for the show and uh, talking about Easter eggs in movies. And then quickly devolves into uh, a, uh, a discussion of Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Uh, so enjoy this little uh, banter. How are our levels? Are we good? Uh, I can hear you pretty well. Uh, okay. And uh, uh, Michael sounds like he's uh, talking through a, a, a tin can of some sort. How is that possible? I have a real live microphone this time. I, I don't know. But, you know, it's it's a good effect. I'm calling from I'm calling from a hole in a cocoon in the Janjira uh, power plant mile down. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. That'll work. In, uh, in Tokyo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Rick Rick just uh, sent me a text and um, says it's not supported by his current computer system. He was trying to upgrade his Skype, and I guess, uh, I don't know. He's having don't trouble. change the squirrel. <laughs> change the squirrel. <laughs> it's time for a new squirrel, Rick. Maybe I should uh, have him just uh, text questions in. <laughs> <laughs> Technology yeah. is finest. I love it. So you know, where could Rick be uh, texting from? <laughs> A remote location. <laughs> uh, have, yeah. Ha- having been destroyed by a Mudo. He's fending off a Mudo attack, don't you know? There, there you go. Or, there was uh, a third one that Godzilla didn't get. So, yeah, you know, actually, that that's one thing that I, that I want to talk about. When we get to it, it was just the uh, the the incredible letdown of the uh, you know lack of Easter egg uh, at the end of the credits, um, you know. Yeah, I sat through them. <laughs> it's like okay, I just figured. Well, sometimes the, they do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we, we we've gotten spoiled. Yeah, um, we've gotten spoiled. Yeah, all those uh, all those uh, Marvel superhero 
movies. <laughs> Hello, it's legendary. It's not Marvel. Uh, well, well yeah, yes. I know, but they spoiled us to this idea that we're going to get a little something at the end, so we all stick around. Yeah, okay. happens when you assume. There you go. Yeah, uh, that's right. Well, that's well, right. Well, you know, it's nice to watch the credits too. You know, a couple thousand people work on a movie. And... <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to brag or anything, but I've been sitting through credits for the last thirty years. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, well, so I, have I. I. <clears throat> I've done it as a matter of course, and the, the, yeah. the, the Easter egg is not a new idea, but it's certainly no. something that's been done more frequently. Uh, Mm-hmm. And I stuck say. around to hear the Darth Vader breathing at the end of Phantom Menace twice. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it gives a chill up the spine. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> takes takes the bad taste out of your mouth from the rest. I don't know. You know, when I saw it firsthand, it was just, uh, I just went with the visual. It looks great. Uh, I kind of went with that. But it, uh, I, I don't know. Those first three, uh, the first three parts of Star Wars, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever watch them again. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, the uh, Attack of the Clones is the one Star Wars movie I do not own. Mm, mm. Uh, and the, you know what? That's my son's favorite. Attack of the Clones? <laughs> he likes that one. Or at least he did when he was younger. I don't know if he's still... I said, oh, what are you God. talking about? That Emperor is... Strikes Back. Is he just What's wrong with you? Attack of the Clones <laughs> is, of the six movies, that is by far the worst movie. Oh, I, God. In, the in my the romance story is oh, so clunky God. and oh. stupid. And... You know, and then, yeah. and then the, that crazy, stupid, you know, lightsaber battle with uh, Count Dooku... And uh, uh, and Yoda at the end, which yeah, was about the yeah, only yeah, Yoda, thing you can movie. barely walk. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, he's, he's like flopping around. And... Yeah, he's doing parkour. Uh, you know, in the middle of the, um, you know, in the middle of the the, the, the cave there, wherever it was they were fighting. I've totally blocked it mm-hmm. out of my mind. But yeah, um, that's what that's what happens when Lucas uh, is a, is. Is, does not have somebody watching over him. I, I saying, think so. When he's given total control, that's what happens. Uh, I, I I found there were there were parts of Phantom Menace. I've I've seen Phantom Menace probably four or five times um, over the years, and uh, there there's parts of it that I like. Um, I think you know they could have. Put a little bit more uh, Darth Maul in there. I, I think they could have played oh, yeah. that up a little more. Maybe had a little less of the kid. Um, <laughs> oh, a lot less of the kid. Uh, the pod race sequence is kind of fun. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I think yeah. it's kind of a modern Ben Hur take. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of junk in that movie too. Yeah, but yeah. by the same token, you got you got to admit that uh, that child Anakin was uh, way superior to um, teenage and young adult Anakin. I mean, uh, well, yeah. I, I think I mean I think the, 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 just, Chris... just based on the dialogue alone. Come on. Uh, well, yeah, I I, I can I almost. He said, he I said yippee once. Yeah. <laughs> Are you an angel? Give a freaking break. Oh, come on. Jake Lloyd. They can't call kids kids in the series. they got to call them younglings. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, then no kid's going to say yippee. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, uh, Hayden Christensen is a better actor when he's given something he can work with. But because uh, I've seen, you've, if you've seen Shattered Glass, he plays that journalist that was faking his stories, and he was good in that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I remember that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, yeah. What's that? What wasn't he on Degrassi High? <laughs> No, oh, I don't know. I never watched it. Well, I did watch it somewhat. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I have no idea. I don't think it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't think he was. I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could IMDB him. Um, okay. Okay. All right. Guys, whenever you're ready. All right. Let's uh, let's get this started. Uh, Rick actually did text a question, so maybe we'll we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> We'll start off with that. Okay. All right, let me. Let, we'll take a brief pause, and then we'll, I'll introduce you guys, and we'll um, we'll get going. This next clip also comes from the uh, Godzilla show, and it's uh, Jim. Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, uh, myself, and Michael Noble talking about the state, uh, current state of uh, geek cinema as as it is, um, and uh, kind of comparing it to what we got when we were kids, and uh, where we are now, and uh, it's quite a contrast. I think it was we, just. Ugh, yeah, ugh. I think when we did our worst superhero movie show, um, we 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 talked about that one. <laughs> I haven't even seen it. I just know it from its reputation. Listen to you guys talk about it. Listen to other people talk about it. It was a complete miscalculation of how to do a superhero film. Uh, you know, it's it's. Yeah, I've I've heard that uh, the other franchises are paying. They're starting to pay attention to the way Marvel was has rolled out the Avengers type stuff, and they say, "Oh, wait a minute, we can we can actually make some good quality ones on this." Uh, the X Men is starting to kind of pull that same thing where they're rolling it out, where these related films and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, you know it's hopeful that these things will be great. I mean, related to when you were a kid with your with your brother. Uh, wanting to see Godzilla in 3D when I was a kid I was my favorite comic books was uh, the Avengers and I can remember thinking boy I wish they could make a movie of the Avengers so, so it's kind of cool that we're we've gotten to a point with technology and uh, kids like us becoming adults and going into the movie industry yes. bringing the things that we wanted to see you know, it's really it's a good time well, for seeing these things. How cra- how crazy is this? I, I where I work uh, in the mall, um, where the, the movie theater is just down the hall. I'm walking back in from lunch today, and I'm looking at the marquee, and it's Spider-Man, Captain America, which is still playing, and and actually I, I quite like that uh, as a, as a quick aside. Um, 
Spider-Man, Captain America, X-Men, and Godzilla. Jeez. And I'm just yeah. like, holy <laughs> crap! But you know, if I, you know, if I, I'd, I'd wait six and a half hours and sneak into two more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, and and if you, you know, the, the the quality of the stuff that we were getting of the comic book style when we were kids. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Bill Bixby Hulk. You know, yeah. they couldn't even get his name right. Uh, <laughs> He's David it, Banner because we know, don't. The, we think Bruce but, sounds but, too but gay. But Jim, still, the Bill Bixby Hulk stuff was the bomb at the time that was the that was the best of the batch i will exactly. say that it, you know did the spider-man thing that they tried to do oh, the captain america horrible. thing that they tried to horrible, do horrible. it's it just was you know wonder woman that you know I, hey don't knock uh don't knock well, that no, linda carter uh, was pretty <laughs> awesome yes <laughs> I oh, was I was so seven when that terrible. show came out, and I didn't understand the feelings I had. So, <laughs> uh, it was, we're getting I, into touchy territory, so let's get away from that. I was older when that came out, and I did understand them. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the kicker. Interesting that you should mention that, uh, Jim, because I remember reading. Um, I think it was a freshman. It's the first time I read uh, Tolkien. I read Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit fellowship the whole shot and I, I was reading this stuff and i thought wow this would be cool if they could do a movie of this there ain't no way in my lifetime i'm gonna see a movie of this mm-hmm. there is no possible way hello yeah yeah and it's turned out fantastic yeah and, and and prior to the technology advancements the best we could hope for was to get an animated feature Exactly. Where they could, where they could get close to it, and then even then they would and cheat they out did, on it. And they did do that. They did it for the Hobbit, which I mm-hmm. was thrilled to death for with Rankin and Bass, mm-hmm. and, and that was just horrible. Mm-hmm. And they I did don't the know. Exact same thing for uh, it was Return of the King Fellowship. What was the other one they did? Uh, they did um, Return of the King. Return of the King. That's right. And Bakshi, if I remember correctly, had something. Yes, he did. He did a no. He did a, a feature film. He did a feature film, Lord of the Rings, and it was supposed to. I think initially he was supposed to do all three of the books, but he kind of right. r- didn't get the funding he wanted, and they wound up cr- cramming the whole three book thing into one, you know, two-hour movie, and it was. Um, but even then, yeah, cramming it in and 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 shunting that stuff the way it was, I was still thrilled that I was able to see it even as an animated piece because yeah. I would have never thought in my lifetime that I'd be able to see, you know, the, the uh, Rings trilogy. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 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 Agreed. This next clip has uh, Jim going on a little rant about continuity in films, and uh, he talks a bit about the uh, classic uh, Christmas Carol starring Alistair Sim. Um, and then, of course, I'm always looking at the sides of the, <laughs> the screen to see if a microphone dr- drops in or... <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to look for the oh, little. Oh wow! Are you a are you a continuity guy, Jim? Because yeah, I'm a I am. Huge I'm a... 
insane psycho continuity guy. I'm 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 a bit. I, I used to I used to look for the the uh, the cigarette burn. That I think that's what they called it. The little dot that yes. would show up in the screen that would tell the projectionist that you know the next reel is coming up. So yep. you know the second which I learned from Columbo. Way back in the in the day, but the day, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I oh, I spot little things here and there, and sometimes I drive uh, if I'm watching it on DVD or uh, you know videotape back in the day. I would say, "Hang on," and I'd rewind it. <laughs> so whoever whoever's watching <laughs> with me, look at thing. that. I mean, I'll, this is off top. Well, it's kind of on topic for continuity, but my apps. One of I think it's my absolute favorite. And it's not anything to do with Godzilla. Uh, the 1951 version of uh, Christmas Carol. You know, it's either called Scrooge or a Christmas Carol with Alistair Sim, which is the finest version of the story. Um, it, it, it's the scene in which uh, um, Ebenezer Scrooge has just finished seeing the spirits. He's been enlightened. He's waking up in his uh, his uh, apartment and he's dancing around. He's giddy as can be. And there are two shots where he goes over to a mirror and he washes his face and he looks in the mirror and he says something to himself. And I think what first brought it to my attention was I thought that mirror is flush with the camera. It's not set at a little <laughs> bit of an angle. It's not set. That mirror is flush. And, and, when, and I think... I think that was a subtle thing that I picked up on, and then I, I was watching it with my parents. We were watching it on videotape, and I said, hang on. And I grabbed the remote, and I reminded it. I said, watch that mirror. It happens twice. He, uh, 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 Alistair Sim is looking in the mirror, and you can see from off camera, behind camera, behind the scene, you see a fellow lean in and look at the scene. He's not oh, looking at I himself did, in the I mirror. Didn't that. He's not. That. Oh, you'll, you'll see it. It's he leans in. He, he's just watching the scene. He's not trying to put his face in the mirror or anything like that. And then, you know, Scrooge dances away from the mirror for a second. Then he goes back, and it happens again. Wow. So it's yeah, it, it's and it's obviously somebody on the crew. It's not. I don't know if it's a director or whoever, but it's not. You know, someone within the scene. It's somebody off camera. It's, and so my one of my favorite continuity errors. Maybe it was a uh, ghost of extras past. Developed continuity people. That's probably the first time they said, you know what, we need some continuity people. But anyway, uh, back to Godzilla. <laughs> Jim was just uh, trying to provide more fodder for a bonus mystery outtake show, I think. to the final clip of our show and this is a clip of me and Jim and Michael uh, wrapping up the uh, Godzilla discussion show and uh, we, we talk a bit about the history of Godzilla movies um, and uh, of course we, uh, we talk about the inevitable sequel I think there are a lot of things that we, we, we probably could have covered, but, you know, uh, we, we get sidetracked easily on this show. Uh, <laughs> I, I blame, I blame, uh, well, I, I can't really blame anybody, I think. <laughs> All right, you know, I go on tangents on my own little show thing, so. You know, Douglas, how, how, how many shows have you done so far? Like this, is a, this is actually the 30th show, yeah. 30th show, okay. So wow. The, the predominant, you know, the, the theme that runs through is exactly what you said. 
that you know we go off on tangents. So yeah, we can do that. <laughs> Any idea how many Godzilla movies there are in total? Because I know there was a whole bunch that, or there were some that came out in the eighties. I lost track. I think it's like, it's probably uh, high twenties. Yeah, I think it's twenty five or something. Yeah, yeah. I there's quite a few, um, but uh, yeah, there there was um, there was. I mean, the original two movies, um, Godzilla, and then they had Godzilla Raids Again, um, which was kind of a cheap... I, you know, I don't think I've ever actually seen that. It, it features the first appearance of Anguirus. Uh It was actually shown here in America as Gigantus the Fire Monster uh, because a different distributor bought the rights to it and they couldn't use the name Godzilla. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, and then the next movie wasn't until early 60s 63 when um, King Kong versus Godzilla came out and then they had a whole series uh, after that with uh, that's when Ghidorah came out and uh, wrote you know Rodan and Mothra all of mm-hmm. those kind of hit the hit at the same time um, and that series more or less ran its course through 1975 when uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla came out. And then they took a little hiatus until 19, the 80s. They had a, a series, Night Godzilla 1984 came out. And then um, Godzilla vs. Biollante was five years later in 1989, and that kind of kick-started. They had a whole series through that ran through the 90s and, um, and into the early 2000s. Um, they they kind of well there were a couple of different series there but they, mm-hmm. it, in my mind that's all kind of the same era uh, for me the, you know they had uh, you know Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two uh, you know uh, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, Godzilla versus Destroya uh, you know there there's uh, there's a bunch I mean there's some there's some decent movies uh, in there uh, trying to get out, uh, but uh, for the most none part, of it, none of which had Godzilla in them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Indeed. Indeed. Oh boy. Well, to, to wrap it up, there, I, yeah, there are there are a few things you may have to do in part two. I guess, uh, like any good Hollywood movie, we'll we'll just have to wait for the sequel. Yeah. Funding. It's all about the funding. Oh, there'll be a sequel. There'll <laughs> be a sequel. Thoughts are so unfair as something's there, then it's worth taking. The door our hearts are right behind our wallets. Yes, and that's where they're staying. Grow up together. Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules is copyright 2014 by Douglas Arthur for Dugside Syndicate. You can contact the show by sending email to spacemules at yahoo.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, at Space Mules, and head over to Facebook for the official Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules fan page for all the latest news, updates, and photos. And don't forget to check out CafePress.com slash Space Mules for Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules swag. T-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, you name it, we have all the highest quality merchandise you can shake a Zuni doll at. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. Don't forget to tune in next time when you'll hear my brother say... The other one, I think, is, is better, but I'm fucking voting for Wango Boingo because the other song doesn't need my help. This world's upside down, the lights and wrongs don't get much stronger. This day's found in the past of-